Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Mike Kenny with the Living in Victory broadcast. If you would join your faith with me today, we're going to start a new series. I'm believing for light and revelation that we would grow up, get understanding, apply the Word of God, be doers of it. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you. We ask you for light, revelation, ask you for grace to speak your oracles, the oracles of God, precisely the way you would have me speak, Father, to help us understand your word, to walk in it, be doers of it, and to live in victory. Father, we thank you for it. I thank you for the anointing and the help and the grace, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, if you would, turn with me over to 1 Thessalonians 5.16. We're going to start this series titled Biblical Foundations of Prayer. Now, don't think you know everything there is to know about prayer. I've learned a lot just by studying things that I've done wrong, things that I've been taught wrong. Amen. There's so much light and revelation in the Word of God. You may have read a scripture 20 times. I may not even say something, but by the anointing, God can give you light and revelation so that your prayers are more effective, more productive, amen, that you live in victory. Glory to God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. It says, rejoice always. You know, it says to rejoice. That means that it's a command, by, it's, a, it's a directive, it's a choice. You can choose whether or not you're going to rejoice, no matter what you're going through. Remember, Paul and Silas were in a prison. And back then, the prisons were really, really bad places. Dungeons, dreary, dark, diseased, damp. And they were rejoicing, praising the Lord. Amen. You can choose to rejoice no matter what you're going through. You have a lot to rejoice over. You may say, oh, no, I don't. You wouldn't know what I'm going through. Well, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, glory to God, you've got a lot to rejoice in because you win. You ultimately win. You have the victory. Amen. Jesus is bought and paid for it. That alone is a reason to rejoice in all things. I didn't say rejoice over the trial, over the tribulation that you're going through, but you should rejoice that God is on the throne, that Jesus came and died for you and me, and that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We're not destined to hell. We are destined to eternity in heaven with the Master. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Rejoice always. That means you should have no down days. If you're always rejoicing, the enemy will attack. Oh, don't say that over me, brother. No, I'm telling you what the Word said. The Word says you will on this earth have trials and tribulations. Why? Because of sin. Don't blame it all on Brother Adam and, and Sister Eve. You have missed it too. I've missed it. Amen. We've done similar things. We've rebelled against God. We've sinned. No down days because you should be rejoicing in what God has done for you. His goodness. Amen. Verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Oh, Brother Mike, we can't do that. We, I'm not praying right now. I'm talking. 
Well, I'm thanking the Lord in my heart. You can, what that means is it's a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of praise, a lifestyle of thankfulness. Man, when something goes on, thank the Lord for it. You get in your car, thank the Lord for your blessed car. Amen. Thank him that your name's in the Lamb's book and life. You see an accident, thank him that, that you're not in it. Amen. Pray for the people who are. Pray without ceasing. So rejoice always, not just when it comes to good things, but when you're in the middle of a trial or tribulation. You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you need strength, start praising the Lord. And it says, pray without ceasing. That means it should be a lifestyle. In everything, give thanks. Why are you giving thanks when you're in a trial? Because faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Giving God praise will strengthen you. It'll build your faith. Amen. And you will come up and out. Hallelujah. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What is the will of God? That you rejoice always. That you pray without ceasing. In everything giving thanks. That alone is a reason to pray. Remember, we're going to talk about why pray. Here's one scripture right here of why to pray. The word tells us to. It's the will of God. Well, I want his will to be done in my life. Amen. I want to do his will. Glory to God. I want his will done. See, Isaiah 119 says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Well, I am willing to do his will. I am willing to for his will to be done in my life. Amen. I'm going to be willing and obedient and eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. So we need to know what the will of God is. Let's turn over to James chapter 5, verse 13. Hallelujah. We should know the will of God because we've got his word that tells us his will. Amen. You want to know what the will of God is? Get in his word. He will reveal it to you. He'll show it to you. Amen. James chapter 5. Let's look at verse 13. Hallelujah. And James chapter 5. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him Call the hotlines. Turn in prayer request. Get in fear. No. If anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Let who pray? Let him pray. The Good News Translation says, is any among, anyone among you in trouble? The Message Version says, is anyone among you hurting? Let him pray. Amen. If you're hurting, if you're in trouble, you can boldly go to the throne. It's telling us for you to pray. I didn't say you couldn't call the church and ask for prayer, but you need to do some praying yourself. Amen. We're going to get into what prayer is, but this is a reason why to pray. The word says to, if you're in a trial or a tribulation, you need to be praying. Amen. Asking the Lord for mercy, asking the Lord for help. We're going to go into prayer and learn what the Word says about prayer. We're going to help you see some things, and the Lord's going to help all of us. I'm going to get light and revelation on prayer as we go through this on how to pray. Amen? So, man, sir, if husband, head of the house, if you are praying, well, glory to God. But some of you tell your wives, oh, I'm not the prayer warrior in the house. Tell my wife to pray. 
No, you need to pray. Don't pass it off on to other people for what God told you to do. Be a man, step up and pray. Amen. Some of you may not like that, but I'm helping you more than you may know. Glory to God. Stay hooked with me. You'll, you'll love me. Stay hooked. I'm telling you what the word says, not what I said. Do you want results or not? Do you want me to water down the word, be fake, not tell you the truth, and you still not get your prayers answered? Or do you want to live in victory? Getting your prayers answered. If you do, stay hooked with me. Amen. You need to do some praying on your own. Let's continue. Let him pray. Is anyone among you cheerful? Let him call the choir and tell them to do a song and dance. No, it says, let him sing songs. If I'm happy, I'm going to hum. I'm going to pray. Oh, it may not sound very good, but it's a noise, a joyful noise unto the Lord. See, God looks at the heart. Amen. Some people are called to record. Some of us are just called to make a joyful noise. Amen. Hallelujah. But you're supposed to sing psalms. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to me. Amen. Just sing a song. Doesn't have to rhyme. Doesn't have to make sense to you or to anyone else, but just praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, whenever I said it didn't have to pray, make sense to you, you could be praying in songs in the Spirit. Praise you, Father. Amen. You need to sing songs of praise. Rejoice in Him. Thankful. Amen. Be thanking. Oh, some of you say you can't sing, but when you're going down the road by yourself in your truck, you got that, that some of that secular music on and you're singing it. Man, if you can do that, you can sing to the Lord in your truck. Amen. Let Him sing songs. Is anyone among you sick? Well, we know that there's sick people all around us. Amen. Let him call. It doesn't say let his mom or his mother-in-law call, his wife, her, her, her husband. Let him call. Oh, I, it, there's scripture that talks about somebody who's incapacitated, in the hospital, not able to call. But if you're able to call the elders of the church, what does the word say? Let him him call. You may not like that. You think, oh, Mike, you're being religious. No, I'm reading you the word, the word of God, the scripture. Amen. It is written. You may not like it. You may not agree with it, but that means that you're not agreeing with the anointed written word, living word of God. Amen. You say, oh, you're being, you're being legalistic. Yes. I'm being legal about what the word said. Amen. I want to know what God said, not what man watered down, not what man's opinion is, not what my opinion is. I didn't know, used to know this. I read this scripture many times, but my pastor, my spiritual father, brother Keith Moore taught me this. It says, let him pray. Do you want to do the word and be a doer of the word or a doer of your opinions, thoughts, religious doctrines? man-made ideas, or do you want to be a doer of his word, which gets results? I want to be a doer of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer that's loud, 
The prayer that's all emotional gets results. No, the prayer of faith will save the sick. This is the prayer of faith. That's God's will to save the sick, to heal them. Don't pray if it be your will, Lord, heal them. We know it's his will. Jesus died for it. We don't have to ask him if it's his will when it comes to provision, when it comes to salvation. You don't pray that prayer whenever it comes to, oh Lord, if it be your will, save them. Keep them out of the pits of hell. No, Jesus died for them. We know it's his will. Well, the same thing he did on the cross when he bought and paid for our sins, he bought and paid for our provision. He bought and paid for our healing. Amen. Hallelujah. It's bought and paid for. We need to receive it. We need to do what the word says about it. But it's not about his will when it comes to sickness. See, the sickness is of the enemy of God. He's going to take that sickness, death, and that's going to be the last thing he does is throw it in the pit. Throw it in the, in the pits of hell and lock it up. Amen. We're going to be cleansed where there's no death, no more dying, no more sickness whenever Satan is locked up. See, the word says in John 10 that I have come to give you life. Well, see, it's either life or it's come to kill, steal, and destroy. And sickness comes to kill, kill cells. It may not totally take you out, but it's trying to hinder you. It's trying to kill cells. It's trying to, to hurt you. It comes to kill, to steal. It's still in your quality of life, your enjoyment of life. That's not of God. Any sickness is of Satan, and we need to resist it. We need to take authority over it. Amen. Cast it out. Fight the good fight of faith. Glory to God. It will save the sick. Man, if you're not getting healed, you need to ask yourself, was I in faith when I prayed? Were they in faith? Was the prayer of faith prayed? See, the prayer of faith is what Jesus did. And every time he prayed, every time he spoke over people with sickness, they were healed. Sometimes it was miraculous. Sometimes it was according to their faith, but faith was involved. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. It doesn't suggest to pray for one another. It tells us to pray for one another. These are reasons why we're going to pray. The Lord said to. We've got many, many scriptures that tell us to pray. You know, Jesus just assumed and expected us to pray. It says, he said many times, while you are praying, as you enter into prayer, that was understood that it would be a lifestyle of the believer to pray. Amen? Let's continue on. Verse 16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. See, if you're in sin, if you've got bitterness, if you've got resentment, if you're in rebellion, it can prevent and hinder the blessing of God from operating in your life, from you receiving your healing. Man, repent, forgive people, get right with God, amen, and then go to the throne. The Lord tells us to get right even before we give our tithes and offerings. He said, before you bring me an offering, if you've got sin in your life, if you've got resentment towards someone, go repent, get it right, then bring your offering. You're giving it to him in holiness, 
after you've been cleansed at that point in time. And then he has the legal right to move upon your life and fulfill his word in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. That you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Don't get caught up in that word righteous. Oh, I'm not righteous, brother. If you are a child of God, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He made you righteous. It's not by what you've done. You will never do things by in this world as far as deeds that will make you righteous. He made you right. Amen. A righteous man is one who's been made right by the master. A righteous man is one who endeavors to do what is right. Amen. In the eyes of God. But the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Man, it's strong. It's powerful. Overcomes a lot. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. See, Elijah was a righteous man. His prayer was effective. It availed much. See, a fervent prayer transforms according to Luke 9, 28 and 29. You don't have to turn there right now. We're going to get into that in later messages in this series. It generates results. I want results. Amen. Acts 4, 31. We're going to get into that. It prevails. It avails. It wins. It overcomes. Right? It produces. It produces results. It's preeminent, man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified from 513 to 20. I encourage you just to listen to the words in the Amplified. It says, is anyone among you afflicted, ill-treated, suffering evil? He should pray. Is anyone glad at heart? He should sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He should call in the church elders, the spiritual guides, and they should pray over him, anointing him with oil in the Lord's name. When it says anyone among you sick, I looked that up in the Greek and it talks about somebody incapacitated. I mean, somebody with capacity, ability to do it. That means that if they are incapacitated, they're not the ones that can call. But if you can call, you have the ability to call on them, to ask. Don't be prideful. Don't be arrogant. You need to ask. Amen. Ask in faith, honoring the place of the elders of the church, the office that they are in, that God ordained them in. Honor them. Ask them to come and pray and that grace and anointing will come upon them. Man, the glory of God will hit you. You will be strengthened and quickened as they pray the prayer of faith over you. Hallelujah. Is anyone among you sick? He should call in the church elders, the spiritual guides, and they should pray over him, anointing him with oil in the Lord's name. In what name? In the Lord's name. In the name of Jesus. We're supposed to pray in the name of Jesus. We're going to come into that a little bit deeper in this series. Man, that means that they are being brought up. You can't pray to the faith without knowing the will of God. That's why we have the written word to know his will. 
ask elders of the church that know the word, hence they know it's his will that you be lifted up, you be raised up. If your church elders and leaders don't know that healing is the will of God, I encourage you to find a church that does. Amen? That knows the word, doesn't water it down, and knows that is the will of God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 16. It says, Elijah was a human being with a nature just as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. Man, he was just like you and me. We can do this if the Lord leads us, if we have faith and we pray the right things. Amen? But you can't just go out and call fire down. We'll get into an example of that where, you know, some of the disciples, Lord, do you want us to call fire down like Elijah? And the Lord said, you don't know the spirit from which you're talking. It's not to hurt people. It's to help people. Amen. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We're going to talk about some of that prayers that will not be answered. Prayers that cannot be answered. Let's continue on. Hallelujah. You know, prayer releases power. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Let's back up to verse 15. And the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick and the Lord will restore him as he has committed sins. He will be forgiven. The word restore. You know, some people are looking for this spectacular miracle and they miss the miracle going on that is supernatural. You know, I had a situation where for years I was going to the Mayo Clinic. I was going through colonoscopies, internal bleeding, getting units of blood. Amen. And I would pray. But whenever I built my faith up and, and prayed earnestly, fervently in faith, man, I was delivered. I was brought out. Amen. I was healed. But there was a process. I didn't say it had to be. Some people are healed miraculously. Boom. Right then and there. Immediate change in their body. For me in this situation, my health got better and better and better. As I went, my body was restored. Amen. You'll find out that many of the healings in the Bible, there's 22 specific healings in the word. And they talk about specific people that were healed by their faith. But some, many of them were healed as they went. I may get into that future in a healing series. But right now we're talking about the biblical foundations of prayer. The Lord will restore them. Amen. You know, you can give the Lord time work in your body if you stop going down and they just level out their blood pressure doesn't get worse amen then it can start coming back the other way and coming up with restoration and they can come up and out amen verse 16 confess to one another therefore your faults your slips your false steps your offenses your sins and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. You know, if you've got a problem going on in your mind or your physical problem in your heart, here's an answer right here. That you may be healed, restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Glory to God. The earnest, heartfelt, Continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. You know, that word continued in this doesn't mean repetitive. We're going to get into that in a later series. Stay hooked with me on it. But it's communion with God. Prayer is communion with Him. It's not one-sided. It's communion, back and forth. You talking, 
you listening, you hearing, that's prayer. It's communion with him, not you just coming and begging. Amen. That's one-sided. God wants a relationship with us for us to be in communion with him. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if I just went in and told my wife, okay, I need my 15 minutes of talking to you today so that I can check off that I talked to you. And I blabbed on for 15 minutes. Okay, it's 14 minutes, 58 seconds. I got two seconds left and I'm done. Woo, I'm out of here, babe. I talked to you for 15 minutes. Woo-wee. Did that do her any good? No. Was it communion? No. God wants communion. Amen. He wants us to have a relationship. Hallelujah. Prayer releases the power of God. Elijah was a human being with the nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. It released power that changed the atmosphere. It changed the wind currents. Now that is power. Amen. And then he prayed again and the heaven supplied rain and the land produced its crops as usual. You know, this here is in 1 Kings chapter 17, search in verse 1. And then whenever the rain came back, it's 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 42 through 45. We may get into that future, but our time is, is about out to, for today. You know, there wasn't even a cloud in the sky and yet it produced a tremendous rain just from a little cloud that started. Things start small. Amen. Don't don't resist and ignore the little things because they can grow big, mighty, powerful. My brethren, verse 19, if anyone among you strays from the truth and falls into error and another person brings him back to God, let the latter one be sure that whoever turns a sinner from his evil course will save that one's soul from the death and will cover a multitude of sins. Procure the pardon of many sins committed by the convert. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Sins can be pardoned. Hallelujah. And prayer can affect that in someone's life. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Well, I'm out of time. We're going to get more into this scripture in the next verse, in the next message. Stay tuned with me. Stay hooked. Stay in faith with me. Amen. Well, this is Mike Kennedy with Living in Victory. Amen. Have a blessed day. Give God praise and glory. Amen. Due to the graciousness and the goodness of God, we're happy to inform you that you can download all of our messages and our mini books free of charge from our website. Also, if you'd like to become a partner or receive our newsletter, feel free to contact our offices. Thank you for joining us today. For more information or to learn more about Final Quest Ministries, please visit our website at mikecanaday.org. Also, please like and follow us on social media for updates and podcasts. We pray today has blessed you.